0: In the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to
1: make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. Ernesto here, playing Truco.
2: I'm Ellie, playing Dana Irlazani. I'm Kevin, playing Rusko
3: Valeri. I'm your dungeon master, Philip. Welcome to Savage Tales of Eberron. Michael, who plays Torlan, will be in and out Tonight, he's got a four-legged to take care of and priorities and everything. So you may hear him later on. Welcome to Savage Tales of Ebron, Mourners of Lazar campaign. Season one, episode 18. So for tonight's background question, what is the most mystical or magical moment or event that you have ever experienced?
1: Well, uh... For Trucos, I will say, it's not necessarily a moment of literal magic, but rather some mystical connection or mystical bounding he didn't thought he could have. It was his first time being a crewmate, or at least his audition to be one, under Sanax Fia's leadership on the the first ship he got into by Sneaking in after escaping Metrol, in which after being discovered, he had to pass some sort of test to be part of the ship. And this test involved to find out if the ship wanted you to be there or not. Sanofi had a strength, uh, strength, I mean, normal for Trugo, but maybe strength for others, ways of understanding how piracy and sailing or the sea life works in which for that he got Truco blindfolded, got him to scale up or climb up to the highest mast get on the edge of, of it ask to jump off and hopefully to get some of the rigging and survive and not be splattered into either the water or the deck during that situation he was quite scared, I have to say. But in retrospective, he should have been sure of himself and sure of his bonding with the ship, which luckily enough uh, saved him in this mystical, magical, awesome moment of connection with our medium of transport. So yeah, that's basically where Truco got his superstition of living in the ships have a soul.
2: Nice. Let's steal your thunder here, Ernesto. That was a really interesting story. That was really cool to hear. Thank you for that. So, the most mystical or magical moment that Dana has ever experienced. Well, in oh, around nine eight nine nine ninety or so, she was on leave in in Seaside in northernish here for for a few days. She had been granted leave along with her new husband, Mazzeluir Lazani and they got a got a few days in Seaside to just take a break, enjoy each other's company, and relax. And uh, Maz was a no- was a nobleman, well, at least the son of a nobleman, so. You know, he had a few extra galafars in his pocket and he liked he thought it would be fun to to have a memory of the occasion and they they went to a small a small shop where where an artificer worked out of making making little trinkets and they sat and posed for what we in you know in our world would would call a portrait and as far as as far as Dana knew that was what they were doing it was it was annoying you know it it took a long time sitting still with you know having that a smile frozen on her face which is always an awkward position to hold but you know, Moss wanted to do it so of course she was gonna you know she was gonna indulge him and when they were, when they were done, they went for dinner, came back to the shop and the, the artificer showed them what she had made and it was a little gold locket, maybe about, a, maybe about an inch or so oval. And Mouse gave it to Dana and she opened it fully expecting to find some kind of image inside What she didn't expect was that this illusion was moving a little and she opened this this locket up to find that the moment where they'd been sitting there awkwardly, you know, having to just sit there still and smile and he had leaned over and whispered something and they both burst into laughter and then the artificer had had made an annoyed gesture at them and they both immediately sat back up very, very still again, but that was what was inside. She'd never seen anything like that before, just being from, from a small village in the middle of nowhere, not having money to do such a thing, even if someone there had had the skills to make this. And that moment preserved the way it was both arcane, which was really neat and very, very cool, but it was also magical in the the more metaphorical sense.
4: That's hey. for me most mystical or magical moments, a interesting question for a wizard. But I did get to see a Fjarlin show at the domain of shadow is a, a remount of a production they'd put on like a, about a century before back when all five kingdoms were together it was called never forever this is back in the the late 80s i i had been afforded to leave and this is the first time really i hadn't gotten in i got i hadn't really gotten to see any theater since i'd gotten my wings and i was managed to score a few tickets so me and some of the other blues that's the, the sky knights i flew with but we all decided to go and and see this show that was getting a lot of attention in metro uh Fjarlind shows the big ones like this these aren't your ordinary theater, there's no real attempt to portray realism. It's all very elvish, very high concept. You know, there was a story, but really it's only there to, to give a sort of framework for the acrobatics and the illusions that are on display. I guess if it was really about anything, it might have been about these intertwining stories of reincarnations and these two people chasing each other life after life and for one reason or another it doesn't really work out but it's it's really about the music the spectacle in ways that realism could never hope to compete with one moment you're you're sitting there you're watching dancers at a fancy ball through the the fourth wall through the proscenium and then the next moment there's this giant, astral fish or whale like swimming through space but then it rolls over and there's stars and constellations and it opens these wings and it's a phoenix or there might be characters that explode off of the stage and start dancing in the open air around you One of the characters, I I swear to the six, she ran her fingers along my cheek and whispered something in my ear. And there were several audience members that had individual experiences like that. They were so incredible about the magic that they, they wielded. And you cannot convince me that they were not also casting things like suggestion on a massive scale. I was probably charmed as in the magic form at least once if not multiple times throughout the performance. And the way they just use that uh, enchantment and illusion magic layered on top of and, and woven into practical or, or mundane performance is really what sets uh, a major Fjarlind production apart. And illusions acting in concert with each other. You have orchestral illusions mixed with two or three actual illusionists on stage and they're making these these things dance and weave around each other. It's some serious, rigorous training uh, there's nothing on Eberron quite like it, and coming from an evoker,
1: that show was magical to me oh man, no, I want to be on those shows holy shit that's I mean you should i, was- I mean it's a say- it's a shame that the the domain's
4: in the mists now, but uh. Yeah, going to see one. It's its life-changing.
3: Amazing description of a Fjarlan show. <clears throat> I love that. Um, so, Ellie, or Dana, you have the recap.
2: Well, like so many other things in this life, it started with a bang. Well, more of a... More of a boom, really. There was this—we, I'd managed to deal with with the swabs. We'd managed to deal with the swabs, and Truco had made it up to Torlin to to help unchain him before everything hit the fan. And then there's just this explosion from the cargo hold, and I I yelled down to see what happened. Was everyone okay? And what do you know it russ pops his head over the hole and goes oh that was me nothing to worry about so that that's good to know that's good to know up on deck i understood uh Torl and truco had heard the same thing but truco when when he is man on a mission he is a man on a mission and his mission was to get Torlin free and he was just about done that before well, like I said, things started with a the boom. There's Logra in her knight's shirt, sword in hand, finding Salty dead at the wheel, and, uh, Truco, he got the job done just in time. Just in time to get got by Logra casting some sort of spell out of the hilt of her sword that sent him flying over the rail. Uh, Torlin... Well, there was no time for him to worry, but he did what he does best. He baited her all around the deck, got the upper hand, and cut her down. And I, they got it done so fast, I didn't even have time to come up and help. I ran it up into him and Truco on the way down, on the way up, I should say. Yeah, Truco, Truco made it. He got, you, you can't get rid of Truco that easily. He he's fine. Anyways, the officers they surrendered pretty fast once we told them Lagra was done for. They weren't happy about it, but they surrendered. But the problem was Scourge never showed up. Oh, Russ and I went down to the bilge. We looked for him. Nothing Torland went down to the bilge and uh, said he was going to cast a curse on Scourge. Didn't know the old man could do that either. Seems everyone's surprised me this morning. And no sign of Scourge, no hide or hair. And that's when the bell started ringing. I'd sent Miss Quinn back up topside to take the wheel, what with Salty Dead and all. And well, she started ringing the signal for all hands on deck to deal with the storm and well managed to talk (laughs) to talk Cylinderetta and Moira into helping out they don't believe I won't kill them but they'll learn soon enough that I'm not meek rock face yeah and it's a hell of a storm and a hell of a thing where First thing Sandara Quinn, bless her, does is check on all the folks on deck who Truco and, and Torlin cut down. And what you know, most of them aren't dead, including Lagra. Torlin might have a way he wants to deal with that. It's not my way, but I told him I can't stop him. He's got to do what he thinks is right. And now, the rest of us, we just got to get to port. And I'm taking command of the ship, and I'm going to get them to port. So, all hands on deck.
3: Thank you for that. So, despite what
2: is coming in front
3: of you, after successfully completing your mutiny and gaining captaincy of the majestic Griffin, you all get to take your next advance. So you'll be uh, rank three, or this will be advanced three. You're. St- the last advance of the novice rank. Everybody know what they're taking.
4: Yes. Yes. What you, t- what
3: you taking, Russ? Fighting from D6 to D8. And that's ca- that's costing you two skill points because your agility is only D6, correct? Correct. Yes. So throwing that throw that in there for a little teaching for our listeners.
1: What are you taking, Truco? Truco is taking an edge called Elon which lets, uh, when well I use a Benny, I can add a plus two to a trait. Just a trait, not a damage roll. And after I use a Benny.
3: Nice.
2: Dana. Dana is increasing her athletics and her intimidation both to a D8. She is able to take these two skill increases as opposed to Russ's one because... linked attributes do not exceed uh sorry her linked attributes how am i trying to word this phil (laughs)
3: they're they are equal to the skill die type that you're going you're increasing them to d8s your agility is a d8 and your spirit is a d8 so it only costs one skill point
2: exactly so if i was trying to go up from from a D6 in Athletics to a D8, but I only had a D6 in Agility. That's where that double, that two points of skill expenditure comes in. Yeah, just like for us.
3: So the storm starts coming, picking up, everything's going on. I believe there was a little outstanding thing of what Torlin is um, going to be doing with Mr. Lagra. You hear uh, Torlin?
0: Yes. So Dorlin... Dorlin, last we left off, was in the process of unbinding Lagra from the main mast on the quarter deck and is gotten finished with that and begins to take her up to... Is it the poop deck? The one at the far back. The same mast that he was just recently bound.
3: Yes. The the poop deck is... The tallest one furthest back.
0: And so Torlin just whispers and uh, speaks now with the sound of the storm picking up a little bit of the rainfall, drowning out some of the surroundings. He just turns to Legra and says, Well, you should have died, but you're going to be at the mercy of the sea one way or another. You're going to get a nice view of things from up here a while you... Joke on your own spittle and uh, he'll call out to truco truco do you have those manacles those bindings oh wait oh. they're still attached to my hand yeah <laughs> yes. yeah i
1: about to say yeah i mean I just one <laughs> but that's a great idea uh, torren i mean
0: actually truco
3: didn't you searched lagra right
1: i did search her yeah i yeah. forgot to mention you found a key oh Thank you. Oh, curious enough, I got this and I just it's like on the key. A, a sle- sleight of hand, just like appeared out of nowhere. in My hand it tried to appear out of the way, and just say, "Oh, yeah, that's this might work," and I hand it up to Toron. The key does fit the manacle that's uh, still attached to you, Toron. How did you do that? I did. I didn't see you in the rain. Oh, yeah, no, that, that trick of me. I mean, I I got it from Loker. Yeah.
0: All right, so Torlin will will go and take him up to the poop deck,
3: and uh, manacle and manacle her in a similar fashion mm-hmm. to that you were manacled.
0: I should throw you overboard just like I did to to your friend Narwhal, but I'm not going to do so with considerations for for Dana's.
1: I don't know if I'm I mean this in the in that scene as well. If you'd like to be. Okay, no, I would say... Yeah, that too... Wait, what? What'd you say about Norwell?
0: <laughs> Considerations oh, for... No. For Dana, I don't want to undermine her authority.
1: Who goes confused.
0: Torland just gives you a glance, but uh, he doesn't want to...
1: Yeah. Uh, discuss right in front of, of Lagra. No, yeah, yeah. It's quickly, back to the conversation. ahead.
3: So, um... <clears throat> Lagra's unconscious at this point, of course, so she's not, like, standing up on her own, so she's just, you know, laying back. You find a way to manacle her to the mast, and you do notice, yeah, I'll say you notice because you didn't notice when they were put on you. You actually notice, so, I mean, Lagra is, she's huge, even by orc standards, right? She's She's just incredibly muscled. Very large in general.
0: And so so, of course, probably... her, wrists
3: are, her wrists are much larger than yours were. And you do notice that when you put the manacles around her wrists, the manacles actually enlarge. So they fit around her wrist without any difficulty.
0: Mm, that's a handy thing we'll have to keep a hand on these after she slumps to the slumps to the ground, eh, Truco?
1: That's quite a neat trick, I have to say. I mean that's, yeah, yeah, great. And, and actually, since you
3: have an arcane background, Torlin, you have the ability to focus in on objects and just like pay attention to them and focus in on them, and determine if items in your site within a given range are magical or not. It won't tell you what kind of magic is on them or what exactly they do, but you can detect magical items that way if you want to.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you mentioned... You told me that I knew it was uh, magical before. Yeah. I don't know if you want me to roll something right now.
3: Oh, no. This is just something that you can do because of your arcane background. You, okay. It just takes an it takes an action to do it, so that only matters if it's in combat. Right now, it doesn't matter. I mean, you focus in for a moment and definitely tell that these, these manacles are, are magical.
0: Uh, and Torlin will will nod at, at Truco. I, uh, ask me about that later. We've got work to attend to.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I will remember that. Yes.
0: Yes. We have to. Out of uh, curiosity, so Dorland's like, how then the hell did you survive that blow? And he's looking if he can, because he's pretty short and the uh, is tall, but what is uh, what does her head look like exactly?
3: She's got, well, give me a healing check.
0: I'll spend a penny on that. As a three, that's a four.
2: Quick intro. Um, we need adventure cards. Sh- you have adventure we cards. Have. We do. Oh, I dumped the, them out while, while you were doing the recount.
1: The new. uh in the not, new not so great way.
3: Burp. So yeah, you look. She actually has. She's. She's bleeding. Very profusely. From her head it's a pretty serious wound and there's actually a part of you that you're actually sitting there you are pretty shocked that she's alive you take that that blow probably would have just like outright killed anybody else but but she's also clearly tougher than most so maybe somehow she just shouldered through it but yeah she's she's definitely in a in a bad way and if not cared for who knows what may happen but. She is still breathing at the moment. Uh-huh. Is that all from Torlyn for the moment?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. So what's going on now with the rest of the crew? I know if I remember correctly, Dana went up immediately and grabbed the wheel. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm taking my place on the quarter deck at the wheel, trying to, Wrangle it. Move with the storm as necessary. Fight the storm as necessary. And order everyone around to uh, to their stations.
1: Did we already talk about what positions do we take? Like, Is the storm already in? Just question. Oh yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are. I'm. I'm shouting. Is the storm already? That
2: we do have. <laughs> what do I do? So Truco, get um, into the mainsails
3: all right yeah you 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 clearly aren't in like you're you're now on the outskirts of the storm the storm is beginning to overtake you all
1: right all right so you're so,
3: you're clearly not in the biggest brunt of
1: it but you will be soon okay so truco will try to shout if everyone sees up on the deck i'm guessing
2: oh yeah everyone i think last okay. i saw everybody came okay. up
3: you did speak last session and got Moira and Scrimshaw with you all, if mm. I remember correctly, Areta.
2: It's, it's only Syl who's the holdout, and I ordered her to be chained up on deck in the storm, and if she decides to change her mind and not just get battered around by the storm while changed to the mast, she can do so.
1: Right. Okay. okay. Just, just Turko will shout out of flavor and just okay people the majestic griffon needs us is counting on us if we have this opportunity to prove ourselves let's do this just saying that okay so with that let's
3: see how many all you have that that leaves you all with a crew of including yourselves three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve Eight people
1: short, from what I remember.
3: Yep. Twelve people missing anybody? No, everybody's up on deck. I mean, it's all hands on deck at this point. Everybody really gets a sense of what's going on. The winds are starting to batter the ship
2: and also give me me a boating roll, Dana. Alright. Oh, that was a close one. That's a two and I'm going to Benny it. There's an ace on the wild die for... A 10, which I will hold.
3: It is very obvious that the wheel is not responding as well as you would both like and expect. And you can also tell, so it becomes real clear to you real quick that in addition to the storm coming in and hitting you guys, there's still the damage that was sustained to the majestic griffin from the attack that took it, not all of it was taken care of. There's still some damage to rigging lines. Of course, nothing that's you'd be able to do a ton about right now, but you know that in addition to fighting the storm, there is a way you're fighting the ship now because of the damage sustained to the ship previously.
2: But so, I do think there is something I could do to help it, or that could be done to... Uh... No,
3: not, not with the storm going on. And as far as you know, at this point, the crew lacks any sort of artificer or carpenter. Anyways, so you're actually not very optimistic about your ability to, to genuinely control and steer the ship. You, you you can, like, assist with probably some of the most... Hopefully it doesn't become a super bad thing, but you don't have... The storm is going to... You're pretty convinced that the storm will mostly do with you whatever it wants to do with you.
2: So so that boating role that knowledge will tell me that can't fight it just need to lean into it like when like if you start hydroplaning you just kind of got turned into it instead of trying to turn out of it kind of thing
3: yeah you're you're really clear now that the best you can probably do with the ship is keep it faced into the wind and into the waves so you don't capsize
2: does that tell me that there's any usefulness in ordering people into the rigging at this time
3: yeah all that kind of stuff helps but okay. there's certainly of course there's the like all storms, everybody's going to be at risk.
2: Yep. We're riding this one out. Russ, make sure everyone has a lifeline secured.
4: Ah, Captain. That's what we're going to do. Russ will be the last one to lock in. He's got to go around making sure that all the other swabs are tied to the gunnel somewhere. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the sails, Captain. That said, I will have Ruskell go ahead and cast. If this is possible, I'd like him to cast Mage Armor on himself with uh, Hurry to increase his pace by two.
3: Interesting, okay. So what 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 exactly is, what's shown up in this Mage Armor that's providing
4: this extra boost to speed? I think in this case, actually, his armor, it's, it's sort of a glowing outline, almost very like Magical Girl transformation-esque. But, so it looks like Plate Armor, but Tron, But in this case, because of the hurry, there's a sort of ghost image of a clock that starts to tick faster and faster that fades out, and his armor turns bronze instead of what would normally be blue.
3: Nice. Okay, cool. So yeah, give me an athletics roll. I was going to give you a penalty, but with that, we'll make it just a straight roll.
4: Athletics? Yeah. Got it. That's a four for a normal success, and I'm gonna go ahead and hold that. Sure. There's a couple times where, you know, some big waves crash over and you're
3: thrown across the deck a little bit um, before you're hooked in, but you get around everybody pretty quickly and, and get everybody, assist everybody, at, at least checking them that they're hooked in if they're not already hooked in. What are you up to, Teruko? Uh
4: Make sure, what? well, actually, I take that back, real quick. Give me your spellcasting roll. Coming D8. That's a four, and I'll keep that. That's good. So
3: go ahead and uh, take off the power points I believe it's yep.
4: plus two for hurry. It's just plus one for hurry, but and one for the mage armor itself. So two total.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. There
4: you go. Um, and what are you up to, Truco?
1: I guess in because of it being the night and then the morning, we have no sails, right? Or we have the sales right. The, the sales up. were up. The sales were up. Okay, so yeah. I guess we keep the sales up, Captain. Talking to Dana.
2: I know what would be conventional real-world wisdom, but on the the ten of that voting roll, does that hold to to tell Dana anything in particular about?
3: Yeah, we are, that's a that's a raise. So, call it out, Captain. Hmm.
2: The, there's oh, a raise no, I, on the roll. So go
3: ahead and call out what would happen in real life.
2: In a storm that bad, you'd you'd furl the largest sails to avoid getting capsized. So, yeah, true right. bring in the bring in the mainsails. There's too much. There's too much wind. We can't fight it. Bring in the sails so we don't get blown over.
1: Okay, bring in the mainsails, people. Just combine. Okay. Give me a, give me an athletics roll there
3: Truco minus two
1: all right minus two and question I want to hindrance myself further Do, don't I have two fatigue instead of one I believe because I don't know if I if, I don't know if I use because I have one fatigue but I remember using an extra shifting ability in last session but I don't know if that comes to fruition given that I miss out on the later half
3: Yeah, you did shift an extra time so that would have ended up panning out. So yeah, you do have an extra level of
1: fatigue fatigue. because
3: especially that additional level of fatigue can only be recovered by not shifting for four hours. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So minus two, two fatigue. Athletics. Let's roll. Wow. And that is a one but I will Benny that and now with Benny and Elon I do have a plus 2 which would be like I a thi- ne- neutral roll. I don't I, know. I if think if
3: you if you no you'll still be at minus 2 cuz you're only getting a plus 2. But if yeah, you yeah. spend the Benny, I believe a loan will be calculated automatically. Really? Oh. I, I uh, think Founder set up for that.
1: Okay. I didn't saw on the tweaks options but I would try. Oh, I forgot to take off the let me check. No, I didn't. no, it didn't. Okay, but I would take it and that would be a zero. And I will Benny again. And now it didn't roll.
3: Uh, it doesn't roll because just the uh, when you adjust the numbers, it usually breaks the re-rolling.
1: Oh, sorry. Okay. I so Just go ahead and make another athletics roll. I do another athletics roll. And that is a zero as well.
2: Oh no! And I'm
1: tempted to Benny again, which I will.
2: <laughs> Can I order one of our swabs and up there? Too? Wait, that okay. is
1: better. That's a six.
3: Yeah, he, he is getting help doing that.
1: I would yeah, assume. Yeah. I mean, um, I shout in, in a general facility. I don't know, hoping someone will take that.
2: Yeah, that that would yeah. be the question. Would be could I roll for a swab to to use to support his roll?
3: Yeah, that's what we could do. But since he already started rolling, that wouldn't. It's a mm-hmm. bit late for that. But going forward, use swabs and support rolls and whatnot. And at this point. So, Scrimshaw, the only other rigger left on the ship. Well, Slippery Sill is a rigger, but she's not cooperating. Conic bar was also a rigger, so Conic Bar is up there with you. He's much slower than you because he's also like maintaining a line connecting in. That's part of the things that's causing a lot of problems for you trying to get the sail furled up. He's not. He's not working as well as you would hope Plus, you would like some more hands than just just Conic Bar. So it takes you a bit, but you manage to get the sails stowed as the ship waves come crashing over onto the front deck. And at this point, everybody's... Actually, a lot of people are up in the rigging in various degrees in some capacities anyways, helping out, all hooked in somehow. So I'd say by this time, it is definitely... Well, no. With the storm, you wouldn't even see that. It's still pretty dark out. It's early in the morning. Is there anything in particular going on with anybody?
4: Is so. There's there's two riggers, but three masts, correct?
3: Yeah. And actually, I just remember during storms like this, even swabs are generally thrown up into the rigging to help on the rigging because the rigging is working the rigging and the sails and keeping things stowed is the most important thing during a
4: storm. Yep. But we could we could use another rigger, right? You are, most well, I... everybody is in the rigging. Right, but we do still have some KO'd people, right? Like Serena and Ajar, are down below decks, probably recovering.
2: Um... I'd argue they'd be still up top because Sundar just came up top, inspected them, found out they were alive and then told me.
4: Yeah, just the notes that I have are that they're they were KO'd. Uh, Serena was uh, knocked out by Truco. Will pull through if the storm has survived.
2: Right,
3: that's good on that. We will say just for the sake of argument. I, I am going somewhere was, with
4: this, so yeah.
3: Knowing that, knowing that the storm was coming, Sendara brought them back to consciousness and helped them helped them heal out, so they are up and they're active on the deck.
4: Okay. All right. And those two are both swabs, so that would give us, I think, or sorry, riggers. Ajar and Serena are both riggers, so they are probably up in the ringing as well. If that's the case, then yeah, Ruskell's gonna just keep on carrying on. Huh. So that
3: does give you a little bit more clue than that.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I think that brings us to 14, if my memory is correct.
3: Yep. So, unless anybody's. Give me. Everybody can give me notice. Roll minus minus two.
1: That is a three for Truco.
4: That's a three. I'm gonna throw one Benny at it for fun.
2: Yeah, we all got three. Every last one of us. So I'm also gonna throw a Benny at mine for fun.
4: Uh, There's
2: I have a, a six. Nice. That brings me to a seven L hold.
4: I'm gonna hold my three. Me too. Okay
3: dana for more i mean your your eyes are riveted you're focused you're holding on to the wheel some tight some tight you though the sky hasn't lightened up much at all yet you do see uh dark shapes not super close yet but off to the distance both to the left and the right somewhat far off especially when some like lightning you know streak of lightning happens and you see some dark shapes off to the left and the right. There would be land. Okay. Probably cliff sides from what you're seeing because it's definitely, particularly off from the starboard side.
2: All right.
3: It's definitely much taller. You definitely feel like you're running down uh, a channel between some cliff sides.
2: Okay, What's, do I have any ballpark idea of how tight this channel is. Are we talking a hundred feet out to the cliffs? Are we talking 20 feet to the cliffs?
3: Neither, it's even further than that. It might be a mile or two out. So, I mean, there's, as long as you keep the ship in the channel, you're probably fine, but you do know if you get tossed around too much, even though there's land, you're risking crashing into the rocks during the storm, probably crashing into land or something. Okay all right I was doing this as a modified dramatic task but i also realized i didn't give out cards but that's okay we'll, we'll keep rolling with it is anybody doing anything in particular
1: uh,
2: i I'm, I'm shouting Russ's... to Conak
1: bar in all the ways that i can so, say that again truco no just i'm shouting to connect bar come on now move faster i'm just right. just that out of flavor I think Ru:
4: Yeah, I think Ruscal finds somebody from the the Storm Reaver, maybe Aretta, or one of the old cloud Reavers and just like Scrimshaw they, Yeah, they probably yeah, Scrimshaw. They don't have that practice of tying in. It's very kind of all-man for themselves, and Russ will actually tie them, make sure that they are tied in and secured, so they don't go over in a heavy wave.
3: Scrimshaw kind of looks, she goes, she's. Goes, her hair's kind of plastered down on her face now from the rain that's coming down. And she's just, she kind of looks, she goes, what are you doing?
4: Captain's orders, firstly. Secondly, everybody needs to be tied in her. You're going overboard. Not by me throwing, but because the waves.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we clarify these things.
3: And Is Dana doing anything
2: else besides. How, how's the ship performing right now? Like, are we, are we listing heavy or how are we doing for drifting? How well are we getting down the channel right now?
3: You're moving. Cause you are going with the wind. So it's helping you in that regard, but you don't have a ton of control over like where you're going. You're fighting mostly just to keep it going straight down to avoid any, any blockages or obstacles.
2: How's how's the ship rolling? Would I would I be thinking I need to send someone down to start pumping water? Yeah. Alright. Just gonna I'm gonna yell for for Russ. If he's not close enough to hear me, I assume the sailors as standard know to telephone it.
4: Alright, yeah, Russ will come up to the quarter deck.
2: We need I need someone down pumping the bilge and scourge is still on the loose.
4: You can't spare the extra man up here. I gotta go down myself.
2: That that's exactly what I'm saying. You gotta go down yourself and watch your back.
4: Alright, Captain. And Russ is going down to the bilges. Okay. So Russ heads on down. Russ,
3: give me a give me a persuasion check for this. Gonna work with Scrimshaw. Dana, give me another boating roll. Minus two, or actually,
2: minus four. Minus four. Aye, aye, <laughs> aye. Naked baby. Oh, no. Well, Russ has never been one for for fancy words, has he now?
4: Nope. And Truco
3: can give me another athletics check. Oof. Minus.
2: Open oh, your element. How much do I want to try to fight this minus four? That's a zero. I'll throw one Benny at it. Just short. That's a three. I'm not going to fight the minus four.
4: I go and give the DM a narrative complication. It bites me in the ass. Mm-hmm. An athletics check from Truco. Uh,
1: straight or minus two? Straight. All right. That is a four, which I will keep.
3: <clears throat> so while you're talking to scrimshaw and you said captain's orders everything and scrimshaw just shoves you back and she goes it's for soft i need freedom of movement to work on the rigging get away from me
4: Russ doesn't have time to wait i think probably that's actually the moment that that dana calls him back so russ doesn't have the time to actually like Scrimshaw's the last one that he had to tie in or check on and he's got to go back up to the quarter deck at that point
3: and we will say, actually, from when she pushes you and just like a wave hits just at that time too, like throws you back against the gunnels and everything and you take on a level of fatigue from bumps and bruises. All righty. That's smart.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I would um, like to nominate myself for a Benny for knowing all these smart things about what to do in a storm, like furling the sails and pumping the buildings.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Sure, I'm good with that. Thank
3: you. We're going to need them. So, like, a really strong wave comes up, crashes up over the crest of the ship. Wind picks up and really takes the griffin quite strongly. And for a moment there, you lose control of the wheel, Dana. And, you know, it spins around for a bit before you get in and can fight it and hold it to get back to action
4: for what's going down the bilges like for you uh well there's a lot of water in the bilges, and they got to be pumped i think also russ has a little bit of he's he's a little bit gun shy because last time he was down here by himself his his coat got torn so <laughs> i think actually he might even take off his his coat before he goes down into the bilges proper and just tosses it off to the side before going down into the bilges
3: oh.
4: but uh, it's okay. rough
3: I'll give you Benny for that for playing off of that, All right. tugging on tugging on the searing strings. <laughs> Anything else you're doing
4: on the way down to the the bilges? No, I don't think. I mean, just so. in well, general
3: down the bilges. I know Dana mentioned, and you mentioned Master Scourge being down there, so I'm just wondering if there's if you're I approaching need, this in any particular way.
4: I need light because I'm a piddly weak human with normal human eyesight, so. Lantern, a lantern. Lanterns are
3: easy to get on the ship.
4: Yeah. Keeping it lit though, are there places to hang it like on the ceiling or something that that might let him do some work? Then yeah, Russ is going to grab a lantern from the cargo deck and take it down into the bilges, hang it up, take off his his, his blue jacket and go down to the bilges with a lantern. I guess knowing that Scourge might be an issue. Russ is going to go ahead and clip the tago dagger into his to his left wrist. But that just means it won't be like thrown away from him or disarmed or anything. Okay. He's not going to actually be like actively holding it. He's going to use both hands to pump the bilges, but
3: there's about twice as much water down here than is normal since you know if I remember correctly, Russ has been assigned the bilges as punishment for the last yep. uh, couple days and here yeah, he does Russ find himself quite
2: experienced at- with with working the bilge
3: yep yeah uh, here here he is down somewhat by choice somewhat <laughs> and <clears throat> so yeah and definitely I hope you get the sense that some time is passing though. this is not all happening real quickly right so you start working the bilges Russ give me give me an athletics check
4: there's an ace on it looks like my normal d6 with a minus one that still comes out to an eight and i'll certainly keep that
3: clearly there's a difference between going down to the bilges as punishment and going down to the bilges to fight for your life right Mm -hmm. so you've got your back into it you're working it give me a notice roll as well because i assume you're looking around for master scourge or anything that should happen
4: Yeah, that's uh, an ace on each dice. And it looks like the higher number came out as a 10 after the minus one. So we'll hold that.
3: Yeah, so you're both working to save your life. And you've been around here and you're quite experienced. So you do this on autopilot a little bit, right? So you've got your head on a swivel and up around even more. So you came down with a couple lanterns, right? Hanging up a couple lanterns. Make sure you give yourself plenty of light down here while things are going on and working your butt off, making sure that the villages don't get overflowing. You're you're having a tough time making much headway, but you're also more is not getting added. Right? Truco, Dana, what's what's going
2: on up
3: top? Anything in particular?
2: I'm just continuing to react to the storm as needed, call out any more orders as needed, depending on what's happening to the ship right now, and just, uh, otherwise, just keeping my place at the wheel.
1: Yeah, hopefully the main sails are already gathered up, or mm-hmm. at half, I don't know. And yeah, and just keeping with the rigging, trying to secure everyone, maybe, if there is time for it, to the to the mast.
2: Okay.
3: Give me a notice, both of you can give me a notice check, minus... Well, minus two for Dana. Straight roll for Truco.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. and I will add. I will add. Even though Truco might seem a bit tired of the situation, he's quite like excited about the notion of freedom to some extent. So he's like shouting and just saying a couple of things here and there mm-hmm. to motivate people to ra- around him, and just maybe bragging up also about like,
2: <laughs> of course, of doing course, most
1: but- of the mutiny.
2: But no uh, one maybe. can really hear you, because there's a storm happening, but...
1: The Majestic Griffin probably hears here. He so... Him. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, uh, that's
2: a two uh, on my notice roll. Do I want a Benny...? Uh, do I
1: also do a notice roll? You Could do a straight
0: it. notice
3: roll. He's right. got low light vision.
1: All right. That is a tree, which I will keep quite distracted okay. with all the things.
3: Give me an athletics check. Athletic check from Truco, okay. minus one. The minus storm one. kind of is really kind of hitting f- full force.
1: Right, that is a two, which I will Benny. Last Benny, please something. That's a five. I would keep that. Yeah. <laughs> and Dana,
3: another boating roll minus two, minus four. Sorry,
2: minus four. Even with the sails furled and the bilges pumping.
3: Yep, because you're still fighting damage to the ship as well as the storm itself.
2: All right, it's so a three. I'm gonna throw a Benny at it. I forgot to hit my minus four there, but there's an ace on the wild die. Or is that still the minus four taken into account?
3: Yep, minus four yep. is still in there. So if that's you just spent a the six. Benny. I'm
2: holding with the six. Okay, where
3: is where's your token, Truco?
1: I don't know. I don't see myself. Oh. Supposedly Um, I'm still in Mortis of Lazaro page. (laughs) I will move. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm still in the campaign. Yeah, that's that's for sure. But I I meant the section in Foundry. It's not loading properly.
3: Truco, you're fighting. You're fighting up in the rigging. You're shouting. You're yelling. Having a good old time since you catch freedom getting excited and jacked up dana you are struggling struggling mightily against the wheel we'll just say for flavor at this point torland comes over and is trying to help you with the wheel hold the wheel steady and you're able to kind of maintain course whatnot and you all can give me notice checks again other all right Uh, Russ, what? okay. Did
2: that not roll?
3: That didn't roll. The card just came up for it.
2: I did yeah. not see the roll. Ace on the wild die, double ace on the wild die. That is thirteen for Dana on the notice.
3: Thirteen. That should have been at a minus two, so it's an eleven. Still good. Success with the raise. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, one from Torlin, or yeah, not Torland, Sorry, Truco. I don't
1: think Torland's here with us at the moment. What did you say? Oh, Truco. true, okay. Uh, what, I noticed? I yes, was one? please. Okay, sorry. Straight? Yes. Right. That is a three, which I will keep. Sure. So there's a big
3: crash of... Another crash of lightning, Dana. And the weather kind of lightens up for a, a moment. And you actually see off to the bow and a little bit to the starboard, a big mountain or rocky feature coming up somewhat close. And you kind of notice in the waters, you see some dark shapes in the water. You actually kind of think you're getting close to some reefs in the water, rocks coming up or something. It causes you quite a bit of concern, but at the moment you suddenly see some creatures coming up over the port side. They're really short and small, about three or four feet tall, and they have all these tentacles down at the bottom, and they come up, up on the onto the deck.
2: Borders on the port side. What? I w- Again, that's that's something that would be relayed through the you know first person here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gaining it. So, Mr. Mora, take the wheel. I want you now to come to come take the wheel, and I'm going to go fight off the borders. Sure.
3: Actually, no I'm
2: not. No I'm not. I'm gonna stay at the wheel and uh yeah, order order everyone around, direct the battle. Sure, yeah, you can still do that. Yeah. You're making support rolls.
3: So we will take our break here and be back. So so you're clear. So Moira came over to help with the wheel. She was starting to come over to help with the wheel. Pretty much, Unauz and Albert are on the deck for the most part. Oh, and there's a, a jeer. Everybody else is pretty much in the rigging. So, wherever they're at, if you see the plus four yards, that's just approximate, but that means that they're actually up in the rigging.
4: Okay.
3: Right. And as per everything, they were tied into place. Right, so take that into consideration if they do anything. So some of this stuff may be quick and easy because some of these extras may not be doing anything, at least initially, right? So with
2: that, we will start combat and draw cards. See what everybody gets. All right. Are the extras moving on our initiative or their own?
3: They're moving on yours. So if you just open up the combat tracker, you'll see everybody who's under a particular block.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Cool.
3: Right. So, Conic Bar and friends is first.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: All right. Yeah. So, if Conic Bar is going first, if we're getting right into this, yeah. Conic Bar is going to go for sleep. Let's go ahead and just pop that into the chat window. And given the size of this, this is a medium blast template. I think, though, the scale might be slightly wonky.
3: Yeah, the medium blast template doesn't work. Are you look for the medium blast template?
4: Yeah, I just wanted to see, because it looks like there's a medium or a large. That might be on a raise for the spellcasting roll. Uh, no, that's and extra did, power. Oh, can, no, no, it's area choose. of effect. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, modifiers. Yeah. Okay, well, he has 11 power points. So we're going hog wild. We're going to go plus three area of effect. Yeah, we're going to go plus two for uh, fatigue. Okay. So this is a... Uh, 2 plus 3 5 this is a 7 power points uh, spell being cast go ahead and mark those power points off and uh,
3: you are in have dim illumination as a penalty okay. so you are going to 2 to the wall
4: alright and we're going to go for the roll uh, that's go. an ace on the d8 Oh, for a 9 mm. I'm happy with that <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that.
3: Oh. Yeah, alright.
4: A bunch of them have to make spirit rolls.
3: I'm rolling as a group. I'm rolling as two groups because I set them up as two groups. Oh
1: no. And I no. On both those groups. Oh no. Uh, that's, that's a turn I of events. A
3: from a raise. Uh, that's a five for the first group, and that's a seven for the second group. So actually, it—he seems to be a bit off in his casting, not quite seeing the targets that they're down there. They all clearly seem to be moving. Still, right. he's not sure that he actually affects anybody. Ooh.
4: So conic is probably going to move up to his pace, which so is—he is, he is up in the rigging. Oh, he's up in the rigging. Then, okay, yeah, I see that plus four yards now. Got it. Um, then if that's the case, then yeah, I think he's going to hold position there. And you got fish, fish guts next. Fish guts? What do you have? Obese is what you have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a harpoon. Let's go ahead and throw this harpoon at the nearest one, which looks like it is the courteous.
2: You want um, to throw your harpoon?
4: I don't know what else you're supposed to do with the harpoon. I think they're uh, generally thrown. Yes. That's what Fishfest just, uh, does. Just
2: take, a, take another look at his edges there and and active effects.
4: Oh, close fighting. He's up in the rigging. Oh, he is up in the rigging too, so... so
3: Everybody
0: you're you using is
4: up in the rigging. cragshard Kragshard. Uh, yeah, I think we're still going to throw the harpoon, but just because moving, we'll move after the throw. But this first one's going to be the sure so that's uh harpoon is thrown up here and this is also dim lighting
3: he has got well, i don't have a list on there but he's dwarf he has dark vision so he doesn't have any illumination coming.
4: got it okay no called shot doesn't look like there's cover we'll go ahead and roll that's an ace and a plus one for a seven we'll keep that yes, my that's my boy. Okay, so uh, we'll roll damage, which is a four, and I believe Fishguts will untether himself from the rigging and begin moving down towards the deck.
3: Okay. Actually, it seems to it grazes it, but does not seem to really affect it very much.
4: What? All right. Next on the list, we've got Rosie Caswell. Rosie's got to get to ground. Rosie is going to use Martial Flexibility, and because we are using extras a lot in this fighting, I think Rosie is going to just go full on, all right, everyone with me, and go with a formation fighter for Martial Flexibility. Sure. And then she's going to move towards, again, This I think the courteous one is the closest to her. So
3: try and jump down and run there and probably make
4: it this is Eberon, so yeah we're jumping she's the, th- the spirit of the spirit of invigorates her and she's going to jump off of off of the rigging give me an athletics roll
3: She's a brave one then, and then you can also roll a running die
4: all right let me please let me roll athletics for you well it's a d8 i don't know why it's half time That's a seven on the athletics roll for Rosie, and a running. Uh, Click on the word pace. Got it. 12, yeah, we'll let you get up to her. All right. Um, Because Rosie is fleet-footed. Then, yeah, we're going to go ahead and have her uh, do unarmed strike against this target that's a two on the fighting die which is not pleasant okay yeah
3: incidentally she does have a Benny uh, I
4: don't know if can use it now but hmm <laughs> not this turn no we're gonna hold on to the Benny we're gonna bank it for and then a
3: jeer a jeer does not have a crossbow with him at the time okay he wants to throw something about only, only thing he throws is dagger
4: He's also then going to run to try and get into position as well.
3: I mean, athletics roll.
4: Okay. Athletics, and that's a d8 three.
3: He, heard gets caught up in the rigging a little bit. He does not quite make it completely down to the deck.
4: Okay. Uh, and that's what I got,
3: Torlin, with Serena.
0: But oh, Torlin will turn to Dana thanks for letting me borrow your cutlass I won't be needing it and he'll take up his harp and he'll do a serenade or actually a nocturne he'll do a nocturne so he begins to belt out a treacherous malady fell spirits from the deep to the bilges for what ye seek send scourge to his final sleep I'm going to try and get some uh, malices to their their fighting die, these uh, grindylos is what the tokens say their names are.
3: Yeah, so, so you want to lower their fighting die?
0: Correct, yeah.
3: Okay. How many are you going to
0: target? Five, so it's going to use up all of my remaining power points. Okay, cool. All right, that was a four, and then I betting it for a 16. Yeah. And. Nice. I'll uh, drop my harp and run and jump off the uh, quarter deck here and just try and land in the midst of them.
3: So. <laughs> that draw. Success drops their fighting by two die types. Whew. Nice. Okay, so make a. Uh,
1: well, yeah, you can. You can get right about there.
0: Yeah, that's fine.
1: Since you did call that you're running. In the meantime, I will say uh, that Truco gets a bump of adrenaline. He who was a bit sleepy at the time, but he he gets energized and ready for combat now that he realizes the situation. And I will use my adventure card just to see if I can show it. Oh. Throw it into the discard pile. Throw it into the discard pile. How do I do that? I'm forgetting. Click Um, on
3: pass and pass it to the adventure card discard.
1: Adventure card discard. There you go. And I will move it there. There it is. Seize the day. The target. The target acts as if his action card is a joker this round. And seeing Tolan just. Up in the fray of combat, I will say, Wait, you dwarf? dwarf!" And I will just, on the rigging, just jump off and land here. Here? I if yeah, I can I'll do let that. you,
3: because you got Rope Monkey. This is one of those cases where Rope Monkey kind of
1: lets you do... All right. That'll let you do whatever you want. I'm trying to move myself there, but I don't know. Watch I out, can. slippery when wet. I'm already wet <laughs> so i don't know if i can move there okay and i will attack the most up center guy this one
3: so this one you have gang up on
1: oh thank you i forgot so that one uh okay. with my short copesh you have a plus two
3: because you're acting as if you have a joker.
1: Right, and everyone has gets get Benny? Or, I don't know if that happens. No, that's With actually... The, uh, how do you interpret the adventure act, card? Act
3: as if your action card is a joker, so yeah, sure. I'll give everybody Benny's.
1: Alright. Oh, Wait. Right. Um, Still loading?
2: <laughs> Refreshing was a mistake.
1: <laughs> if, we, if we had a sponsor that would be a good time working. to plug it in my stuff like, was
2: working just fine
0: well in all fairness if we just leave it silent it'll be like the listeners oh, don't hear anything yeah I mean, that, that too
2: I mean, we I, I mean, can
0: edit that out yeah. I'm not I'm not bothered with that No, yeah I'm guessing not <laughs> who's, uh, who's uh, Serena
4: this technical difficulty yeah. brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends <laughs>
3: I thought our sponsor tonight was House Fioreland.
1: <laughs> yeah, even that intro. I yeah, mean, totally.
3: Given that advertisement that you did at the beginning of the session.
4: <laughs> Go see Never All Forever right. at the Domain of Shadow in Seer.
2: <laughs> I'm refreshed and back in. <laughs> you
1: back you in but head still head things are not working properly. At least for me, I don't know why. Uh, uh, Truco will will uh,
0: Sarina will move up and and do a cutlet strike while we're waiting for him. Yeah, if that's sure. fine.
1: You, yeah, you were, you were in. Uh, also, you weren't done. Oh, okay. Serena, let's go and do
0: that. Okay. Serena says she's shaken. She
3: should not be shaken. So, mm. she Serena is up in the rigging. So, give me an athletics roll for ah. Serena.
0: Okie dokie. Let's go, Serena. Serena, Serena Moana. I'm oh, sorry. that's a three.
3: So she just makes it down to the deck but that's about all it takes takes everything to get down out of the rigging given that the storm is going on
1: so fighting roll i have the 8 so the plus two no minus two because of fatigue plus two because of Benny's, plus one because of Ganget bonus i guessing right yes so and plus I will... two
2: from your joker
1: yeah which Ah. i which i mitigate with the fatigue so Ah. that's a a seven now i do six as
3: well since that is
1: six just just in case that's higher now that wouldn't be higher so that's a seven
3: so you're at joker cancels out the fatigue we're plus one because of gang up
1: yeah i already i already count out the plus one with the seven it's already there because the seven's on the dice Oh, okay. no, an... You
3: roll an eight, it's not good enough for a raise. Go ahead and roll damage. That would be a. Now, uh, what with... you want to do is click ace first before you put in any dice.
1: Ace first. Oh, ace. All right. Ace first. And, and then, I want to uh... use the Gopesh, which is the, in my case, is a roll... strength, which is a d4 plus a d6.
3: No, rolling two d4s because you're not strong enough to get the d6 out of it. Oh, I am? I'm not? Yeah you only can get the max bonus of whatever your strength is
1: oh interesting i didn't know that uh, so to the force correct right yeah uh, with nothing else and uh, that is a eight that is to the duchi grindy low so your bloke comes in
3: coming in quite low and going after some of its tentacles and it jumps back a bit surprised and shaken it is shaken
1: Alright. And good with that. That's my turn.
3: And it is now up to them. He's going against Truco. I'm going to assume gang up bonus
1: works. And you're taking into account the minus two dice on or die in the Yeah. Okay.
3: Interesting. I'm gonna have to mess around with foundry. I can't roll anything either.
4: Oh. Oh that's real bad. Yeah it is.
3: But
1: so. We we'll refresh again, just in case. Did you refresh, uh, DM? Oh, he sent it.
2: I did not. Um, a refresh actually all...
4: helped me out, so it's. Uh, yeah, it worked for me.
2: I think if the DM can't roll anything but the captain of the ship can, I think we win by forfeit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> if
0: the DM
2: so can't roll anything a...
4: after 15 minutes, then legally we win the fight.
2: <laughs> yep. Now make the rules. I just follow them.
4: This is now a lawyers of Eberron game.
2: <laughs> this is more like a soccer are... of Eberron game.
3: This one comes in with the spear, does strike you, Truco, but skates off your leg. Doesn't do any ser- anything serious. Okay. The other one as well. It does successfully hit. Oh, double ace! Another ace! Another ace! Oh
1: my! why did i get close
3: 21 that is
0: so your toughness is six
1: that is a that is damage sorry that is damage roll oh that's
2: my god that's the damage
0: and okay that was <laughs> with the minus two die sizes wow for the fight yeah.
3: well the die size is for the fighting roll, so that was to
0: hit
2: Okay. Can- um, and truco's parry is only two
1: That I means six that's my parry
3: no they it didn't show up, but they have actually a, a plus four to hit. So they rolled a six, which beats Perry. Alright. So twenty-one, six, ten. Oh I got one here, I think.
0: Now I'm I'm next to Truco, so does he get a? um
3: Oh wait a, a minute. subtraction
0: from the gang up bonus from that?
3: You're right, he does, so that was only four to hit, which misses Truco. So oh. avoids. <laughs> oh, I think that oh, would have been faster to You're out of Benny. Yeah,
1: I would have. No, I mean I have one Benny because of the the Joker. Objection! Uh, that isn't what showing. Is up that
2: for the win? <laughs> yeah. Well, well,
3: well, played there, Torland. Uh,
2: Torland, Torlan, I'm going to need you to make some sick Phoenix Wright memes for this episode.
1: <laughs> so the other one's
2: oh, going
3: oh,
1: after Torland. I spent a Benny my mistake sorry
3: that is that's Torland's parry
0: that's S- a six. six should be
3: so Torland just narrowly just narrowly misses Torland
0: these are all the ones next to me
3: <laughs> Rosie gets hit Rosie has one Benny I believe Russ is using Rosie yeah Rosie does have a Benny of her own she can soak if she wants
4: yes i will go ahead and do that okay, um, make a bigger roll i was saving it and that's six
3: boom that's good enough to, to soak so she kind of you know spirit comes in she dodges the side does scrape her side a little bit but not enough to to hurt her uh she does another blow from the country grindy <clears throat> and albert gets his hands full with one of these grindy comes up <laughs> Oh, boom. That looks like that's going to... That will hit Albert. No raise, however. Roll the seven, which beats Albert's six parry. Only rolls a five for damage. So Albert just gets a little scratched, but he's relatively unscathed.
1: All right.
3: And that would lead us down
2: to Dana.
0: You have your cutlass back.
2: So now, now I've got a. A rapier and a cutlass, but I'm also I'm also trying to I'm also trying to keep the ship in uh in, in one piece and off a reef. What it what is what is the current sailing situation? Same as it has been, still rough rough seas. Alright. Now if I take level headed, will that apply to everyone who acts on my card? Yes. Alright, so I'm gonna gonna do that first first. And, uh... What? Is anyone controlling Moira who is standing right beside me? Or does she get lost no, in the No, she's helping with
3: the wheel. She's not going to be doing anything.
2: She's helping with the wheel? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to... yell, uh, yell back out to Torlund, who just dropped this... this rather intense song and then shoved a sword at me and ran away. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna support him via persuasion as my turn but and just yell out I've got the wheel, we're sa- we're sailing fine. Fine in quotation marks. Take take them down. Guide the swabs around you if you if you need to. Something like that. Okay, sure. Yeah.
3: Make make persuasion roll.
2: No, oh. That's a double ace. Uh, for an eight, and I'm gonna hold with my eight.
3: That's a plus two on Torland's next roll. Very nice. And we missed the handsome Alber. So, oh no. You can
2: act uh, on Alber there. Alber looks at this at this octopus dude in front of him, and just goes, "Alber!" And he is going to... I can't see his character sheet here. I'll give you a penny for that. <laughs> <The bear. laughs> Brawler, brawny, resilient with a club. He is going to... Oh, he has a wound. Poor fellow.
3: No, he can take a wound.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, he he's gonna just lash out and wild attack his club at, at this... Octopus guy. Come on, big man, big money. That is a nine to hit. That hits.
3: Now roll a click on ace. Mm-hmm. D8 and a D6 plus two.
2: That's a five.
3: That's rough damage. That's enough to shake it.
2: All right. And then uh, then who now up next. Where is he at? Um, Does he have his crossbow or not? No,
3: nobody has a crossbow out right, right now during this storm.
2: All right. Uh, but if so he comes over
3: here, this one is shaken currently already.
2: Exactly. Yeah, he hears Owlbear's raging yell getting into this, and he is going to come over <clears throat> to Owlbear and stab at Stab at this octopus guy. That is a three.
3: Not good enough to hit.
2: Not good enough to hit. All right.
3: Dana gets a jack of clubs or native clubs. The jack of clubs, please. No one Would anybody like different cards?
1: I believe Truco got out of the combat tracker. Oh, he did. Seems like it. He did. You you already gave him. It- or unconscious, or or dead.
3: Uh,
2: yeah, I'm I'm gonna... He I'm gets gonna a
3: five of hearts, so it gets to draw again because he is
2: quick. Okay.
3: Four of diamonds. For diamonds, it's Joker draw again because he's quick. Queen <laughs> of Clubs
1: instead. Nice.
2: <laughs> I'll spend one Benny to fish for a Joker here, since there's lots of cards in play. Okay. Fly free, little Benny. Five of diamonds. Then I'm sticking with the jack.
4: Okay. Uh, can I spend one of Rustle's bennies to fish for a joker? Sure, I'll let you do that. Okay. Because Conic
3: Bar is a wild card, so... Eight of hearts, instead of a four of hearts.
4: Yeah, we'll take that. Rosie has Quick anyways, but that she's only one... Wait. So we
3: got one pack of first. And that's going to be good enough uh, to hit Torlin.
0: Yes.
3: <laughs> Torlin wants to go to Rage. That's good enough. That will be a 10. That'll shake him. A six. So that's good enough for a raise. Oh. That is 14 points of damage. All right. This is currently a 7. So that is a success with one raise. Not enough for two raises, so that'll give you one wound unless you want to soak.
0: And soaking would, if I do it successfully, remove Shaken as well, right? Correct. Yeah, we'll keep the wound. All right. All right, so Torlin goes berserk. Oh, well, he might. You can willingly choose to fail the roll. Yes, yes, he will willingly fail.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool. All right. Interesting to see what happens there. Little did they know what they're getting into. <laughs>
4: hit the wrong hornet's nest.
3: Have we ever established what Torlan's rage kind of looks like?
4: He's
0: just more angry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so he does not get a gang upon bonus on Torlan. And that is not good enough to hit... He does get a gang up bonus on Truco. Yeah, that's just gonna be a plus two. There, Ooh, it's
0: canc- cancelled out two. by me, the gang up bonus.
3: It would be cancelled out from.
1: Not from, from the from forceful. This one. Not from this one. one. Right, yeah. right, right. So yeah, that double hit if it, that's correct. That'll hit. That's a six. All right.
3: Six points damage. That meets no. your
1: toughness, so that is good enough yeah. to shake you. All right. Oh.
2: Man, I broke the I broke these up oh, into two groups. I... Did... I completely forgot. Did Oh no, Torland didn't go already. Never mind. Don't forget your plus two bonus, Torland. Yep. Yeah. Carry on. Since
3: Truco got it removed from the tracker, I realized that was some of the extras. I'm going to throw Owlbear under Truco. Just so we're aware when it comes to your turn there, Truco. All right. Um, he is
2: shaken. Needs to unshake. Are we just playing musical Albert here, and, uh, and Ernesto's gonna gonna run him this this rounder?
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. He
3: doesn't like things. It's a main thread. He's still gonna go for Albert again. Just not getting gang up on us. Uh, miss the wise Grindel. Not very wise. a Mrs. Albert. <clears throat> now we have the other ones against Rosie. Rosie's kind of getting ganged up on. One of them misses Rosie. The other, that one will hit Rosie. Not enough with three. Then not enough for rays. Five. Not enough to hurt Rosie. All right, Truco, you are up.
1: All right, unshaking. unshaking. I'm guessing that's a straight. Uh, it's a spirit roll. Yeah, spirit roll. There we go. And that is, I believe, enough. That's a seven. Yep. All right. I'm just uh, picturing
2: him doing that thing like when a cat gets wet and angry, like, <laughs> just like, just oh. like,
1: thinking, it's like, like, the hair is all up, right? And uh, Truku is gonna realize that he's in a bad position, he got a bit overconfident there, and I'm uh, gonna take the defend action and walk back to this probably somewhere along this, somewhere around here, probably. okay, or here, here. That I, I, I like that more. So, I guess I will get some attacks of opportunity in the process, right? Yep.
3: I got two aces. One rolls.
1: I, uh, I do have a ten nine, of sphering. Yes,
3: the other one roll a twelve which will hit.
1: Alright. Hit me.
3: Four points of damage, which does not beat your toughness.
1: Alright. So I will successfully move. There we go. Okay. That's my turn. Yep. And what now what we Algar- mm-hmm. doing. Albert, uh, do I control Albert now?
3: Yeah, you will take Albert this turn.
1: All right. So that the wise Grindelwald is shaken at the moment, right? He's no longer shaken. He's no longer shaken. Okay. So he is gonna. Uh, yeah, now I mean he's gonna continue with that devilishly handsome actions of using his glove and just. Doing a another swing, kind of in a baseball style to the head. Also, wild attack. Let me check. And I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And it's, it's a six fighting at the eight. All right. Yeah. Wild attack. And yeah, why not? College shot. College shot head. Like that. To that guy. So and I will he will do like a charge up attack like Albert smash and just smash his head. Just because why not? Yeah. Do I roll? Yep. Okay. Call a shot head one attack. and That is a four. Um call shot head,
3: wild attack, gang up included.
1: gang up is Benny. included? include? Yeah, it did uh, include I gang up. Ah it didn't include. Okay
3: and uh that misses just misses
1: all right okay so it just like
4: yeah
3: it just ducks under ducks under conic bar
4: hey uh can conic bar Swashbuckler swing over to rosie's position Um, grab a grab a rope from the the uh main or not main mast but the uh give me give me an athletics check minus two Athletics minus two. And the answer would be yes. Chronic bar is a wild card. Can I spend one of Restyl's bennies on it? Uh, You can spend his own bennies on it. I'll spend one of his bennies on it. Wow. That's somehow.
2: Welcome to my life.
4: Wow. (laughs) That's I think that's two two and ones on two D sixes. He's uh, got two more bennies then we're throwing another Benny at that. <laughs> it can't all be this bad. It is all this bad. It's well, two and a three. Welcome to
2: my life, my brother.
4: Ah. Uh, He's it, got we, one we, more
2: Benny.
4: We gotta get this movement. I gotta go one more, one more Benny in. Wow, two threes. <laughs> conic Bar, you're awful. Throw <laughs> the two and a one, a two and a one, a two
3: and a two. Ugh.
4: A three, oh, a three and a two and a three and a three. Three and two um, and wow. a three and a three. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. I, I should be lucky none greatest. of those are, are snake eyes, but... Wow, all right. He, uh, he swings
3: over, but comes up way short because of the slick rope. He comes
4: sliding down, and he ends up right over here, as far as he can get. All right. I, I guess that's... Uh, he I, he has to defend now, I think unless he can he can attack he's still got uh, his action we're yeah okay then we're gonna change up his plan and he's gonna say or he's gonna definitely pretend that this was his plan all along because i was gonna have him uh do a fighting test against the country uh grindy low but he's actually gonna do it against the douchey grindy low now so he's gonna like roll up to his feet and go uh there's a guy right here and he's just gonna smack at him with his cane with his sure. sword cane yeah Yeah. Uh, Wait, no. Sorry. I, that's a, I, that's a a tag. I didn't want to do that. I want to do a, a a fighting test. I think.
3: Yeah. That how you flavored it is just fine. Totally works. So just make a fighting roll and it'll it'll be a test.
4: Well, there's the ACE. All right. There's a seven on uh, a fighting test.
3: And. Oh, got a success with a raise. So if you will open up the creative combat table,
2: my favorite table,
3: Under suede core tables.
4: Yep. Creative core table. Let's give this baby a rollsy. That is. Well, you're shaking. All right.
0: And yes, there is a token called douchey (laughs) grindalo. Yeah.
1: Yes.
3: I noticed that. That was not planned. Do you want to make it distracted or vulnerable?
4: Let us. Let's make it vulnerable. So they've already acted all this turn. Yeah, yeah, let's make it vulnerable. Okay. Uh, And that's it. That's what what Conic Bar's got. So now we're into Fish Guts. Fish Guts needs to move towards Rosie.
2: Uh, I think he's the only
4: one kind of still in the rigging, but he's also obese with a major hindrance. Would that be a-
3: He moved down. He just didn't move quickly
4: okay uh well yeah he's, he's got to cover the rest of that distance his pace is four is that enough to get him uh sure. up? yeah great he is also going to with his kitchen knife now i think do a fighting test against the courteous grindy low okay uh, so again you know just running at it Trying to to do wa- a bunch of wild slashes at it to try and like knock it off balance. Sure. There's a four on the d6, and uh, we'll hold that.
3: Oh, I just rolled the wrong die.
4: Can we keep the nat one. But I still that, rolled the same I still thing. Rolled the one same...
3: there, so it's not enough for a raise,
4: but it is enough for success. Do you want to make it distracted or vulnerable? Uh, we'll make it vulnerable. And that's what he's got. So, Ajar, same thing, only he's going to try and move to this spot, to the south of the country, Grindelo, Sure. And same thing. He's also going to be going for fighting tests. In this case, with him, he's got a Cutlass. So he's going to try and, you know, do a little bit of a a shoulder tackle, come around Rosie and just sort of try and, and knock into it. Sure. That's a two. And that is not
3: enough for a success. And he has no bennies. So. He has
4: no bennies, so that's it. Yeah. Okay, so then now, Rosie. Yep. Um, Torlin wants to take over
0: Rosie. Rosie gives a plus two for gang up with Formation Fighter. She mm-hmm. gives or gains? I'm not sure, but that's what it says. Adds plus two, the gang up bonus instead of plus one. Also gives,
3: but gang-up bonus would not be included in tests.
4: In tests. Oh, it's a test. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because now it is Rosie's turn, and I well, would like her... Well, actually, hmm?
3: I'll, I'll, I'll take that back, because it does say specifically to all fighting rolls, so you are making a fighting roll as a test. I'll allow it. Gang-up bonus. So, actually, that would meet, make another roll on the creative combat, because that would have given you a raise. That would have given fish guts a raise on the first roll.
4: And that gives a Jira four, so that is enough for a success. Fishcut's creative combat is double whammy. Uh, the target is both distracted and vulnerable. That's the courteous Grendilao. And I really should target these guys.
3: It doesn't quite matter because it's a test, so tests right. don't work out the same. The other one rolls a five against the Jeers four, so. He successfully defends against the test. It's not quite. He's not put off balance. He's too focused on Rosie.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: Rosie has been handling herself pretty well. So focused in on that. Great. And then uh, Torlin is next.
0: All right, I'm gonna give him a. What's coming to him with a multi-attack, so, and they'll both be, be wild because I'm berserk.
3: And this one in particular is vulnerable.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm uh, shaking, I believe. Yeah. Fighting. When oh. You are shaking. You need to roll the unshake first. Uh, doesn't uh, enrage do something about that? When no, it's shaking. just... Because it, I mean, no, I it, ignore it's wounds. It's just when it activates. Things. When you
3: either get wounded or shaken. Okay. Then, then you could go berserk. It doesn't take the berserk away, though.
0: Gotcha. All right. That's a vigor or a spirit? That's a spirit roll. Oh, oops. Uh, It's not rolling. Okay, he unshakes.
3: Double ace for ten.
0: Red warning will go away, and then I will do some unarmed strikes.
3: You're multi-action for this, right?
0: Yeah. So there's no there's no wild attack bonus that I
2: cancel
3: out. Um, So. This one's a straight wall. This one, you're getting a plus one gang up.
2: And your plus two support.
3: Yeah, plus two support goes against one of them.
2: Okay.
0: All right. So let's see. That was a seven by itself with the vulnerable.
3: Oh, yeah, you ignore a wound because you're berserk now.
0: Yep. So seven,
3: that gets a, but you also get a plus one gang up bonus. Uh, so that cancels out the, so that's good for an eight. Not quite enough for a
1: raise.
0: All right. That's a lot of dice being rolled.
1: That was a 12. Holy.
2: What is going on?
1: I was not see a result, but I don't get
2: it.
3: Uh, I... Oh, since you targeted two of them, it's rolling for both of them.
0: Yeah, I've only got one targeted.
3: I think, or something.
2: That was a lot of numbers. Yeah.
0: So you
3: you're punching them, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. So Good. strength plus d4.
3: How are you? Uh, how do you want to take this one out?
0: I Punch him. I try to punch him. <laughs> I'm not yeah. paying attention. I'm mad. And you connect
3: and it just I'll hit him in the uh, calamari. Yeah, you just connect and it just drops. Go ahead. All and right. roll, roll your strike for the other one.
0: Yep, this one will be with a support bonus. Okay. Uh, okay, you think that's a 12? I don't know. Yep, that would be a 12.
3: It <laughs> drops, and uh, we'll let Rosie get her attack. That's you, Torlin. I don't know if you can roll on Rosie or not.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. It's, it's giving a message to me. Okay, so she's going to do a frenzy, which is going to give her two targets...
3: One was a four with a gang up bonus. That is uh, five. That's good enough to hit. The other one you aced for a total of 13. So that's a success with a raise.
4: And yeah, she does have formation fighter. I don't think that's going to change it from, from a hit to a hit with a raise, though.
3: No, it doesn't. For damage, you're rolling a D8 and a D4. They can ace.
0: All right, that's an 11. Whoa, okay.
3: Man. Just drops that grindeloo, and then uh, a D8, D4, and D6.
0: That's an eleven.
2: That one drops
0: as well. So uh, Dana, I
2: I imagine I'm hearing the fighting getting uh getting heated. Oh yeah. Can I do a boating roll to to get a sense of? Whether or not, like, uh, how wise or unwise it would be to leave Moira with the wheel alone, just from a straight up seamanship perspective, right now with the current state of how we're sailing. Just straight up, no role. I mean,
3: the the weather's bad, so it would be challenging, just like it was for you to pilot it on your own. But it's also kind of like you're being boarded, so yeah, there, that's, there's that's there's danger crazy. no matter which way you cut it.
2: Yeah. What I'm getting at here is you haven't asked me to make a boating roll during this encounter, so I'm trying to get a sense of if
3: Yeah, because essentially at this point this encounter has lasted like twelve seconds. Alright. You certainly wouldn't necessarily think that you're gonna be leaving the wheel for 30 minutes or anything either. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Tell Moira to I'll tell Moira to take the helm and I'm gonna Gonna move towards the fighting. Am I going to need to Let's see? I want to get over to Mr. We can make it right here. Yeah, yeah. Get over to Mr. Preachy Grindeloo, and yeah, I will stab it at a uh, at octopus guy with my rake You're here.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> an eleven. That hits with the raise. All right. Do D4 and two D6s.
2: Okay. That's a 14. Okay. How do you want to take care of that one? Does it have anything remotely resembling a torso? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. I'm, uh, yeah, I'll just slice open across across its guts and gut that fish.
3: And that leaves now?
2: All right. There's a storm. He sees friends beside him. He wants to get this done fast. He is going to lash out with a wild attack at Wise Grindalo, who is maybe not so wise being in the middle of us. Strength. Plus. So, first it's his fighting, which is a d4. Plus two for gang up? Correct. Plus two for wild attack. Correct. So that's a total plus 4 on and the and the d4 can ace correct for his fighting yes. roll? Yeah. Yes. All right. That is a 6.
3: That will hit.
2: All right. And then we're doing a strength plus d6 which I believe for him is that's 2d6 plus 2 for the wild attack.
3: Correct, and it can ace.
2: It can ace. All right, let's do this. Come on, and now finish the fight. That's a ten.
3: And who now takes care of it?
2: Excellent news.
3: And then uh, the moment you, you, Captain.
2: Yeah, I would absolutely be running back to the wheel as soon as I, as soon as uh, I'm done taking out the one in front of me. Sure.
0: If Torland can do a free action to unrage. That was a D four minus two that he rolled for a smarts. What'd you get? And it was a nine.
3: Yeah, sure. You uh, you drop out of rage. So with that, you get up back up to the wheel. The skies lighten up a little bit. You see another crash of lightning. You clearly see an island kind of ahead of you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and suddenly, you just start hearing this. All of you can hear this massive creaking of wood and the ship lurches as you've clearly hit something below the surface of the water. Um good. Everybody's jarred down to their feet and whatnot, and the ship lurches some more as you can hear the wood scraping against some rocky surface down on the hole. It's not hitting something soft, right? It's hitting Mm -hmm. something harder. And then slowly the ship comes to a rest and comes to a stop as the uh, winds die down a little bit and it starts raining and drizzling okay as daylight begins coming up and you all can see that you're very close to some island nearby and you've, you've run aground to
0: something i'm sorry everybody i've doomed us all making that terrible curse
3: you uh so yeah with the majestic riven having run aground we will have to come back next session and find out what happens to our
1: intrepid heroes and with that i'm ariso and i have been playing truco
2: i'm ellie coming to you as captain daniel lazani
4: Ah, that's a new title. <laughs> I'm Kevin, and I'm down in the Bilges as Russ. And I'm Michael at Torlin.
3: And I am Philip, your dungeon master. Thank you all for listening to Mourners of the Czar. Apologize for the technical difficulties tonight. <laughs> but despite that, hope you enjoyed the session tonight. And thank you everybody and good night. Good night. night. Good night.
2: Stay for the fun, come for the speeches.